0: Welcome to another episode of Breaking into Cybersecurity Leadership, where we talk to different types of cybersecurity leaders, get tips and tricks from them so that we could prepare the next generation of leaders. Today, our guest is joining us from all the way around the world, giving us a perspective from the Middle East and India based on their consulting and leadership experience, Varun. He'll be talking about his different experiences with the outsourcing model, and how do you motivate and lead within that environment? Varun, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, surely, Chris. Thanks for having me here. Hello, everyone. I am am responsible for managing cybersecurity transformation program for many companies within Middle East. At presently, I'm working for CUSHI, which is in Doha Metro, and I was one of the key person in complying to the FIFA cybersecurity framework. I have 12 years of experience implementing cybersecurity projects, transformation programs in the U.S. and Canada in the Middle East, and currently I am involved in building a cybersecurity transformation program for Doha Metro. This is my profile in the nutshell.
0: So what made you, as you grew in your career, a focus on growing from an individual contributor to one that led people or led clients in different perspectives?
1: Yeah. So for me, it was a very exciting journey. I was quite technical in nature and I spent quite some time understanding the fundamentals of cybersecurity, which is quite esoteric in nature. But a time came in my career where I wanted to have a holistic overview of cybersecurity. And at the same time, I realized that one of my core skill was actually a strong communication skill, strong persuasion skill. And that's where I came out of the bubble of a technical cybersecurity and started interacting with a wider audience, which covers all verticals within the organization. And that's where I found that I can connect with the key stakeholders and trying to bring a difference because when it comes to cybersecurity, building a security culture is something very arduous task. And I have been into some programs where I have brought a very significant pragmatic cultural change. So this is one of my key skills.
0: So as you think about motivating and leading people that are outside of your organization, what are some of the things that you think are critical for that sort of leadership style?
1: Yeah, especially in Middle East, you have less in-house team members, mostly it's it's an outsourced model, you are heavily dependent on vendors and that's where, because those people are not truly dependent on your uh, performance review, so motivation and inspiring is something which is one of the key factors and that's where what I have realized, as long as you understand that what is the commonalities between a particular relationship whether it is with a vendor or someone who is rendering services to you you can build a connection and a relationship with that person motivating the people helping them in their career growth understanding their pain points i think one of the soft skill which is not pertaining only to cyber security but a, a general a skill set a soft skill which helps to understand people understand what are their pain points, uh, what kind of aspirations they have, really help to nurture the relationship and that's where they foster the creativity. So one of the instances was like we have this 24 into 7 infra team back in my previous company. So again, they were vendors, they have to work on a contract basis. But once I understood like some people are not enjoying working on a particular set of security technologies, I somehow shifted them to other core area skill sets. And that's where they really started enjoying and doing something out of the box for you. So this is something which I think one of the key skills which you have to nurture.
0: But being able to have that relationship, that even that influential relationship, even though you can't manage them, you can still motivate them. What are the critical skills do you think that you need?
1: So one of the things, like when it comes to a strong communication skill, I think having a basics and understanding. If you know a person, you are greeting that person. Even the start of the meeting, you're not always to the point. It brings a sense of comfort for them so that they can also open up. These are the challenges, what they face in building certain things. And you always try to protect them because in corporate culture, it's quite common and our cybersecurity field is very sensitive in nature. So one small move, yeah, one small wrong move can actually jeopardize your career. So having a set of a, a responsibility, clear roles and responsibility really help to strike a very good balance with your vendors or your stakeholders. So a simple example would be, let's say, some cyber breach happened in your organization because of a misconfiguration. So rather than just having a stick in your hand and come up with a blame game, you should have a very good relationship and try to see how we can improve rather than knocking people down. So this really helps to people and encourage that we are all part of one team, one goal.
0: And as a leader in an outsourced environment what do you think the top three critical skills are
1: persuasion is quite important because if their salary hike end of the year is not dependent on you definitely this skill set is pretty much important so this is one factor second thing i also do believe whether it's in-house or outsource i think having an emotional intelligence is a pretty key factor because things are going to become chaotic. There is no silver bullet. 100% security is a myth. So emotional intelligence really help you to remain very calm and composed and poised in difficult situations. I also believe if you are innovative and diligent, it also really helps you having a very smooth cybersecurity journey because digital transformation has literally evolved the cybersecurity landscape dramatically. And it's not humanly possible for you to know everything. So as long as you are innovative and diligent to learn new things, I think world is your oyster. You will certainly grow.
0: Okay. And so you talked about persuasion and oftentimes, at least here in the US, we use another word for it, influence. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is so important outside of not being able to control their salary?
1: What I have seen, one of the general thing is people which you come across in corporate are actually adults. The moment you are telling adults what they're supposed to do, this is something which is generally going to be a turn off. So the end of the day, there is only one thing left, which is a strong communication skill. But even with that strong communication skill, if someone is not finding anything which is going to nurture them, which is going to foster their creativity and bring well-being, you know, If there is nothing in it for them, why are they going to actually have a buy-in? So that's where having an influence, that's where when it always comes down to leaders and globally, they always say, oh, there are not many leaders out there, mostly end up having some autocratic leaders. It's very important to actually think about other people, how you can find and recognize a leader around them. So, one, one of a very simple skill set, what I have generally used whenever I'm ha- having meetings with the directors or outsource one is I always ask them, okay, what are your current goals for this particular week? And in the next week, what are the challenges you will come across and how I can be of help? So, these basic things give them some sort of empowerment. And that's where you can have a very collaborative and a one-team-goal standpoint.
0: Perfect. And this is something that most people don't think about, but in an outsourced environment, this is especially critical. And that's networking, networking with both individuals within your organization because it's usually a multinational organization, as well as your clients who might also be multinational organizations. How do you network effectively in in such a diverse environment that's spread across so many companies?
1: Yeah, this is one of the challenges I have come across back in my previous company, a part of the team is actually in UK, the part of the team is in India. Then you have people in the Middle East, you have to work with them. So understanding the cultural element is something, one one of the things you have to spend some time upon. And once once you are having some sort of a framework, like one of the framework I really love, and I always use it as a reference point, is SANS security awareness culture framework. So you have a measurement, you have a scoring that, how much people are aware of cybersecurity, how much responsibility they undertake when it comes to cybersecurity, because we always have this slogan going on, security is everyone's responsibility, but do we have a mechanism to measure it? This is something which is not an easy task, and once you use this framework and just replicate across your various stakeholders, various entities, your relationship become quite better as long as i would say roles and responsibilities are clear people are aware where exactly this roadmap is steering there is a hope and there is a light at the end of tunnel and that's where i generally strive for certifications is also one of a key driver i have seen most of the time when i'm working with some stakeholders i try to ensure or even i go outside my purview and say okay for these guys i Expect them to do some certifications, which would really excel their career. So these things keep people motivated. They feel empowered, and you build a good relationship. I also run a cyber security WhatsApp group. It's not; it's just people around the globe. Whenever they got get stuck in their job, so we try to help each other. So this is one of the initiatives to build a wide cyber security community.
0: That's definitely a great approach for. Instant troubleshooting and taking advantage of crowdsource knowledge for sure. so yeah. as we wrap this up, what advice would you give to future cybersecurity leaders?
1: Yeah, one of the thing because all the CISO forums, a lot of webinars and seminars I have attended, one of one of the biggest challenge what leaders nowadays are facing is actually too much information. So IBM has got something called as IBM prediction curve which says, In every 13 months, the amount of information exposed to you is actually going to be doubled. So basically, when it comes to cybersecurity, and we look at digital transformation, which came up with so many new domains, you have IoT, big data, AI, cloud, you name it. So for a cybersecurity person, it's not a journey. So you have to learn a lot. And having stress and long hours is something which is inevitable. As I always say, average tenure of CISO is relatively less compared to other C-level. It's around 18 to 26 months. One of the key advice is for you to shine out from the rest of the crowd. Ensure that you have a good marketing skill. What is not being conveyed is not being done. That's how management looks at so try to have some sort, of a, some sort of a collaboration, go out, attend events, do some certifications, and always try to learn something new because everything in this digital landscape is changing very dramatically. And try to collaborate because one person cannot do all.
0: Makes sense, makes sense. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. And for those that are listening, follow the Cyber Secure, Breaking into Cybersecurity Leadership Series on LinkedIn, YouTube, Anchor, and Spotify, as well as on Twitch. So join us for the next event. Thank you very much and have a great rest of your day